Hello, Untangling audience. On today's Untangling episode, we are going to untangle the road trip. So my daughter's uh, spring break is the week of March 22nd. So on uh, Thursday, as we're having our uh, family dinner, my wife decided we have to do something fun this weekend. The weather uh, has been extremely uh, just unbelievable in central Illinois. So I agreed with her. We have to do something. So a few suggestions uh, were thrown out there, but a lot of them are just things we're just used to normally doing. So we definitely wanted to do something different. I want to say one of the things that came up was uh, visiting uh, Galena. Uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but, uh, Galena, I guess has a really nice, um, lake. It's a little town where a lot of people will travel to, uh, in Illinois just to simply get away. We felt like, okay, a few things we're in a pandemic. Uh, so we definitely want to be in an area where we're outdoors but it's not too chaotic. Uh, so we decided against that. And not to mention, once we saw the travel time, we figured, okay, it's not in our best interest. So as I sat there thinking and thinking uh, during uh, our dinner, I came up with a suggestion. How about St. Louis? Now, I haven't been to uh, St. Louis in a... Uh, long time uh to be honest with you so i said okay it's been a while since we've been down to st louis how about we go to the st louis zoo and we all came to an immediate agreement my daughter she loves the zoo you know for adults you can't have a bad time at the zoo it's always fun there's always a story uh so we were just extremely uh excited so once we made that decision the planning started. So we decided we would head there on Sunday, uh, the 21st. So this is actually when I'm recording this podcast. And one of the things, uh, about our family is my wife is a planner like no other. So what she'll do is she'll take all the tasks and she'll leave me with a task that no human being could ever mess up. So my task was simply uh, downloading uh, shows and movies for our daughter. So Saturday night came and, you know, I got the iPad. And right now, uh, some of my daughter's favorite shows, one of them is Elena of Avalor. So downloaded a few of those episodes uh, for her. She is really into uh, Abby Hatcher. So downloaded a few of those. And Abby Hatcher is uh, actually on, on Netflix. However, one of her favorite shows right now is Bluey. So for those of you who have kids at home, I would say under the age of uh, 10, uh, Bluey is actually a great watch for the family. It's um, one of the few shows that has a strong father figure. 
And what's interesting about Bluey is I'm part of a dad's group. And a little while back, we were just talking about the importance of having a strong father figure role. Now, if you think about all the shows you've watched that you like, there's not too many shows with a strong father figure role. I know, it's really bizarre, right? So, a lot of what you'll see on TV are father figures where the dad is, you know, like for example, let's just say uh, Peppa Pig. Uh, the dad is kind of like the uh, family clown, always messing things up. And so there's really not a strong father figure role. And so when this question uh, came up during our father's group, one of the strongest father figure roles, and I shared this with the group, and you know everybody started laughing, is I said one of the only the few strong father figure roles I could think of um, in, and we're just talking about within the last, uh, 20 years. Okay. So we're not going to go back to, you know, the, uh, Cosby's, uh, if some of you out there are Archie Bunker fans, we're not going to go back that far, but within recent years. And one of them that came to my mind was actually the Sopranos. And the question really is a show with a strong, um, father, uh, figure, in a strong mother figure. And so to have two strong roles, I would say Sopranos is one of the few shows. And as crazy as that sounds, the other show was uh, Breaking Bad with Walter White and his wife. And when you have to turn to crime, you know, to find a strong father figure role, that says a lot about, you know, where we are actually as a country. I say all that to say this. So with Bluey, during our uh, father's uh, dad's uplifting dads, somebody said, hey, if you've ever watched a cartoon Bluey, they actually have a very strong father figure in that show. And at the time, after the, um, you know, discussion within the uh, dad's uplifting dads, I tried to watch Blue with my daughter. She just wasn't into it yet. For whatever reason, you know, kept trying. And one day she just started laughing. She enjoyed it. And she just said, oh, next one, next one. So I just knew she was hooked. And, you know, my wife, my daughter, and I, we started watching it. And there's a lot of adult humor in it as well. And that's one of the uh, best parts of when you're watching a kid's uh, TV show is it are they able to capture an adult audience as well? So I said all that to let the uh, untangling audience know. So I downloaded Bluey, I did my tasks. Another one of my tasks is to simply make sure you know we have gas in the car, uh, because we did decide to take uh, my car uh, down there. So the trip was planned for 8 a.m. And for all of you out there who have uh, kids, you know how hard it is to, you know, sometimes hit these uh, deadlines with a kid. But I was very proud. We ended up leaving the house at 8, 10 a.m. And one of the things I do, okay, so before the road trip starts, one of the things that I do is I will get all my podcast episodes that I'm going to listen to 
uh, lined up the night before. So one of the podcasts that I'm actually listening to, and it's extremely powerful, is by uh, Walter Isaacson. And for those of you who don't know Walter Isaacson, uh, he's uh, actually written some of my uh, favorite books. And uh, those books include uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, he wrote um, Warren Buffett. Uh, he wrote another one uh, that I actually uh, read and purchased uh, called Da Vinci. So he is one of the most elite transformative authors of our generation so he has his own podcast he's had it for five years but i just started listening to it so i made sure i wanted to hear something new i wanted to hear something interesting so i made sure i downloaded walter isaacson's podcast and um walter isaacson's podcast is called trailblazers uh for those of you at home who would actually like to listen to it so my wife, what she'll do is she'll get her podcast episodes all lined up. She's a huge Dak Shepard fan. So for all of the for all of you uh, at home uh, who listen to the Dak Shepard podcast, my wife is a huge fan of that. All she does, she rants and raves about it. Uh, so she had all her podcasts lined up, and it's so funny when we're in the car. I have my uh, headset in. Um, one ear, uh, my daughter is on her iPad. My wife is, um, you know, sometimes entertaining, uh, our daughter, which is my daughter needs a lot of attention. Okay. So, which is a lot of the times, but when she's doing her screen time, my wife's on her, uh, podcast. Another thing that's extremely important in regards to these road trips is having snacks. We literally will pack a backpack full of snacks. And the road trip started at 8 a.m., which means that uh, from 7.30 to 8, I made my daughter a breakfast. Uh, so she had her usual, usual eggs, bacon, and uh, apples. And, you know, as she's eating, so she has a full breakfast. We get in the car literally at 8 10 a.m. I want to say and the first thing she says is oh, I want a snack and I just think with her and snacking it's more of just a like you know kind of like that safety blanket right the road trip's about to start I just need a snack so we give her a snack not that she's gonna eat it it is what it is so the road trip starts uh, my daughter is uh, on her um, iPad you know I'm starting to listen to uh, uh, Walter Isaacson. My wife is in uh, the back, probably listen to her podcast. But before I started with um, Walter Isaacson, I had my satellite serious radio in, and it was on Howard Stern. For those of you listening, I am a huge Howard Stern fan, but with me and Howard Stern, it's really hit or miss. Like, if it's any of the shenanigans, it's just tough, you know, for me to listen to. But Howard is such a great interviewer, you can't churn the dial. So the road trip starts, and I put Howard on my uh, Sirius Satellite Radio app, okay? So that way, you know, Howard Stern's not blaring, 
in a car with a five-year-old in it. And his guest was actually Whoopi Goldberg. And a few things about Whoopi Goldberg and the interview just like struck me. She is so intelligent, so engaging. And as Howard's interviewing her, uh, she basically talked about, you know, her role in the color purple, uh, followed up by ghost. There's a lot of people listening today who I truly don't believe know the impact that Whoopi Goldberg has had in cinema. You know, getting a role play under Steven Spielberg is not a easy thing to do. So she went behind that whole story. But she said what's really bothered her the last year is the fight in America and that fight is truly over freedom and that's the freedom of wearing a mask and the freedom of not wearing a mask and she said I'm a person who wants to wear a mask so is your freedom stepping on my freedom to stay healthy and she and I'm paraphrasing she just said she just feels like everything she was taught growing up by her mother is just now basically gone. And one of them is being honest. One of them is sticking to your word, being loyal, doing things the right way, always telling the truth, never sacrificing who you are. And she said, I just feel like we are now in a society where people will say and do anything for attention, to get likes. So it's almost like it's so bizarre because people are literally willing to sacrifice others, okay, just to fit in, to get likes. So she said there's nothing like she's ever seen before because it's almost like all the codes you were thought just simply throw it out the window. So I'm not gonna harp too much on that interview. It was extremely fascinating. Uh, if you are a Howard Stern fan and you get a chance to listen to that interview, please do. It is uh, uh, extremely uh, fascinating. So the road trip starts and it is just a gorgeous day. The weather has been amazing throughout central Illinois the last three days. I would say 55 to probably a max of 65. But one of the things that I love about heading to St. Louis, A, it's south. So that means the more you drive, the more you're going to see those degrees start to tick up. So it was actually uh, 68 degrees today in St. Louis without a cloud in the sky. And the other thing that's extremely exciting about going to St. Louis for all you untangling audiences um, listening at home or in the car, wherever you're listening to this show, is St. Louis Barbecue. So I literally woke up with St. Louis Barbecue on my mind. Where are we going to get barbecue today? So I did a little research and, you know, I'm a big fan of Yelp. So it's just like... Here are the best spots in St. Louis based on ratings, so on and so forth. So it was extremely exciting. It was extremely exciting just to, 
you know, uh, start thinking of, okay, where are we going to get barbecue? And again, it is a beautiful uh, Sunday. Uh, so a few things. One is I know a lot of people at home are like, okay, well, there's also a pandemic out there. And one of the things I would recommend is simply, you know, you have to be safe, but you have to get out of the house as well. So with the St. Louis Zoo, it is, you have to reserve a ticket. Uh, so they're extremely safe when it comes to that. So we reserved our ticket because there is a capacity issue. Um, so that was fine. And, you know, as the road trip went along, and I do want to talk about one episode of Walter Isaacson that I did listen to. And that uh, episode was actually called Movies, Lights, Camera, Disruption. So on that podcast interview or documentary or story, whatever terminology you want to le- uh, uh, use, uh, Walter Isaacson focused on Netflix. And it was so riveting, okay? Because you had Blockbuster. And everybody knows the Blockbuster story. So the way... But here's what I didn't know. The way Netflix was started, okay, is the founder of Netflix... The founder of Netflix, Reed Hastings, went to Blockbuster, okay, and he got a movie like we all used to do back in the day. And he rents this movie and two weeks goes by and he remembers, I got to bring this movie back. And so he's looking all over his house for his movie. He asks his wife, have you seen it? She hasn't seen it. He finally finds it. Okay, that was a close one. So Chris Hastings, who is the founder of Netflix, he brings this movie back. And the uh, clerk working at Blockbuster said, hi, sir, that will be $40. And Chris Hastings is just... In disbelief, $40? They go, yeah, that's our late fee. And for those of you listening to Untangling right now who remember, Blockbuster's business model was simply if you were late returning your movie. That's where they made their money. So think of that, right? You're late bringing a movie back, okay? And they charge you $40 for the movie being late for a week. I don't know about you. But when we were growing up in the early 90s, $40 was a lot of money. So Chris Hastings beside himself, and he's just like, I can't go tell my wife I owe them $40. And he, that's when he started thinking. You know, he said he didn't get mad. He started thinking there has to be another way to do this. And so that said, you know, wheels in motion. And he started working on Netflix where he decided we're going to actually mail you these DVDs. Everybody knows the Netflix story, so I'm not going to get into details in regards to the podcast. Do yourself a favor and listen to it. But what was so riveting about the uh, podcast is that Netflix is Netflix because not only did it disrupt 
the movie business, Netflix also understood the importance of not being disrupted. So what did they do? DVDs, okay? DVDs can only take you so far. So what happens next? Streaming. Streaming onto your computer. Wow, so now remember, you can get your Netflix CD and you could also stream a Netflix show, okay? So now Netflix says, wait a minute, everybody's walking around with these gadgets in their hands, their handhelds. What if we can get a movie onto their phone? And right there, that's what changed Netflix. Netflix is not trading at $400 plus a share because they were delivering uh, CDs to your house. Netflix is trading at $450 a share, if not higher today, because they understood the importance of change. Change is constant. You have to constantly change your business model. And as technology changes, you have to change with it. And another thing that Netflix did that is genius is they actually went to these studios and said, hey, can we just buy, you know, the shows that are in your vault? And all these studios, okay, NBC's of the world, you know, ABC's of the world, CBS's of the world, they go, you're going to pay us for movies we're making no money on? And Netflix like, yeah. All of them shook their head like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, they're yours. And by the time the network started to realize what Netflix was doing, it was too late because they knew they needed that content to start making a profit. And once they made that profit, Netflix was going to start releasing its own content, which is again, adapting to change and changing with technology. So just a riveting story. So we get to the zoo and it was such a smooth and fun ride because one of the things that's really interesting, and if you haven't been to St. Louis, I highly recommend it. It has changed dramatically since the last time I've been there. So as you're driving through the highway, one of the things that is so fascinating is you see Bush Stadium, you see the St. Louis Blues hockey rink, and it's all within downtown St. Louis. And what was interesting about that is I remember, I'm just like, okay, why does this look familiar? And I remember going to a Rams game, but then I remember this is the exact route I took along with a friend when we were driving out to Las Vegas. So all these memories starting populating. Wow, you know, I did go through Peoria. I started just simply connecting the dots on my um, cross-country trip uh, to Las Vegas and going through St. Louis. So that brought back memories as well. So we get to the St. Louis Zoo and... Everybody who purchased a ticket, so there are people there. But one of the things that really struck me is I couldn't believe the size of this place. It has to be the biggest zoo I've ever been to in my life. And 
I thought the zoo in Dallas and San Antonio were enormous. This this zoo is enormous, okay? So I dropped my wife and my daughter off. And as I'm trying to park, I get a call. Where are you? And I tell her, I'm trying to park. You know, like I, I, I'm trying. She goes, okay, meet us. Meet me at the south entrance. So I end up meeting them at the south entrance. And the zoo is amazing. The zoo's so big that I needed to get the backstory. So the backstory is St. Louis, where the zoo is, they were supposed to get the World Fair, okay? Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the World Fair, yeah, so for those of you who aren't familiar with the uh, World Fair, in the 19th and 20th centuries, World Fairs and uh, Expositions celebrated the past while trying to have visions of the future. Uh, Chicago hosted the world's uh, exposition in 1893, and uh, uh, till the end of uh, the century, uh, the World Fair uh, took place in 1933 to uh, 1934. And what's fascinating about that is it turns out St. Louis, where the zoo is, actually thought they were going to get the world fair so they started building and building and building and uh politics got in the way from my understanding and chicago ended up getting the world fair so st louis had all this extra space and they didn't know what to do with it so they decided to build a zoo and it kind of explains like why is this place so big but the zoo was absolutely amazing uh, we did, it's so big, we did a, a trolley uh, ride uh, throughout the whole zoo. And from there, we decided to, you know, just walk around. They have an unbelievable bird exhibit, one like I've never seen before. Uh, any type of animal you could think of. We saw a enormous uh, polar bear. Um, it's always shocking to me how much bigger those things are in real life, okay, than what you're watching on some uh, National Geographic channel. Its paws alone are the size of like my body. It is the craziest thing, and it was so it was so funny because uh, my daughter's looking at the polar bear, and it decides to like go for a swim for everybody. So everybody like starts chanting, and it actually was a really really fun time. Uh, the whole time my daughter was there, every place that served food, she's like, okay, can we go over here? Can I get this? We should at Starbucks. You know it's smart if there's a Starbucks there, right? She said, Starbucks, Starbucks. So we got something from Starbucks. We got something from Starbucks. I actually did go to Starbucks. I got the uh, cappuccino. Um, uh, was it the cappuccino or the frappuccino? It was actually the frappuccino. I get all that stuff so confused. And it was absolutely amazing so we just had such a fun time there was no rush we went with the flow we enjoyed ourselves there was all these private areas we could just kind of sit down you know just the three of us look at the animals uh hang out talk and it was so open that there weren't other people really near you here's what was so interesting at the zoo okay a few things. When you cross, I know Illinois gets a bad rap, 
But once you cross that Illinois border into Missouri, Missouri, I've never seen so many potholes in my life, okay? Like, get it together over there. Start fixing those potholes. I know you guys believe in less government and all that nonsense, but fix your streets, okay? Um, so, what was so interesting, okay? So, I have my mask, and I'm vaccinated. Well, the first half. My wife has her mask. Our daughter has her mask. So, while we're there, we just see people, and maybe somebody could explain this to me, because I can't make sense of it. The adults had their masks on, but their kids didn't. So I started talking to my wife, and I'm like, why do you think that is? And she's just like, I wonder if Missouri has a law that's just like, your kids don't have to wear a mask. And I told her, and I said, let's just say that's true. I would still have my kid wear a mask, okay? I don't care who told me they don't have to. I'm doing it out of safety. So so I would say, this is going to sound crazy, okay? I would say 70% of the kids there were not wearing masks. However, all their parents were wearing a mask. So think of the logic in this, right? So God forbid a kid gets covid Okay, the parent is wearing a mask. What happens when you get home? You're clearly taking that mask off. And I'm sitting there, and I know I'm supposed to be having fun, but, you know, I like to analyze things. I'm like, are we really this dumb as a species? Like, how much longer can we survive if we can't figure out the importance of protecting everyone else around you? Like I alluded to Whoopi Goldberg earlier on you infringing on my freedom. Okay. That's what this is about. And so you see these kids walking around, no mask. And you know, all that guidance, it's coming from their parents. Because their parents are the ones that are going to tell them what to and what not to do. So I just found that to be fascinating. Okay. Um, don't see it much here. In the state of Illinois, Missouri, they're clearly um, running things by their own rules and regulation. So we had a blast at the zoo, uh, took a lot of pictures. And one of the things that was another fascinating things is we actually got a chance to see some kangaroos. And it's funny, I've been to a lot of uh, zoos and I've probably seen kangaroos one other time. But what's so cool about this one is my daughter was so happy. Is one of the kangaroos actually had the joey in her pouch. Which we've never seen before. So we're all like looking in amazement. Like wow that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. You know like I've never seen that before. And so... Our zoo trip comes to an end, and we decide to go to get our barbecue. And one of the things that's really amazing about St. Louis that's come a long way is you have Barnes Jewish Hospital. For those of you who don't know, they are a major hospital in the Midwest. The place is enormous, okay? And within that area, it was a little bit confusing because you have um, Washington University 
which is a amazing school. So you saw all the students walking around on a beautiful day. You have the, uh, the arc, the St. Louis arc, uh, there people are walking under it. And then you also have St. Louis university. So I didn't know they were that close to each other. So this is a lot happening downtown. So I decided that while I was down there, I was going to go to Pappy's smokehouse, amazing reviews on Reddit, nothing but good feedback. And we go to Pappy's and they had an amazing operation set up an operation where you don't even leave your car. Okay. So I put in my order for those of you wondering, I ordered the brisket and burnt tips along with a corn on the cob. And what was the other item I got? Oh, uh, the baked beans. Okay. And my wife, she got the brisket pulled chicken and my daughter, she's fine. Trust me. Um, so we got her, um, a little kid's meal and she picks and eats from our food as well. So she's okay. So their system is you drive up to this red tent. They, and this is, <laughs> um, the pandemic has really allowed a lot of people to start thinking outside the box. She has her little square, the little square, uh, credit card reader attached to this pole and she puts the pole into the car and I put my card in. So my, uh, hands never leave my card. I take it out. No pin needed any of that stuff. And she goes, Oh, there's always a oops. Remember guys, there's always a, and there's more. So she said, it's asking for a gratuity. So it could be 10, 15 or 20. So I asked my wife, what should the gratuity be? She goes, 10% works. So I said, 10, everybody's happy. And it was a pretty expensive meal, but it's money well spent. So the next thing we decided to do is we looked around for a nice park and, uh, GPS took us to this very fancy area in St. Louis. I'm talking about the cobblestone mansions and they have this beautiful park. And so we simply just parked there. We enjoyed our barbecue. We ate, we talk. It was just a overall great day. And after we we're done eating our barbecue, we hit the highway and our goal was to make it home before, uh, six o'clock, uh, central standard time, which we were able to do. So overall for all of you at home, if you're able to get out of the house, try to do it. Whether it's, uh, just going for a very long drive to maybe a park that's open in case, you know, you're still, uh, petrified of this pandemic and believe me, uh, you should be. Um, but also there's a lot of things happening with, uh, some of the great zoos within our country where it is by, you know, reservation only. So that way it's not, you know, people come and go. Uh, overall today was a great day. And what really made me proud is, uh, my wife got, uh, the, got scheduled to get her, uh, COVID, uh, vaccine. 
So I just took that as a compliment of I listened to your previous Untangled uh, episode and I was able to get a appointment. Um, she did it a lot easier than I did. Uh, she went through Walgreens. So it just seems like there's a lot of different uh, resources and it seems like a lot of um, pharmacies are starting to get the vaccination, which I'm so happy uh, to hear. So now my daughter's spring break starts and my wife and I, we did agree moving forward. Um, my mother's extremely religious. So her favorite terminology is God willing. Uh, you know, if you're religious, uh, is to visit Boston during my daughter's spring break. We want to build that bond, which we really haven't been able to do with my mother, father, and my daughter. So every time uh, my daughter has a spring break, we're going to fly out to Boston. I'm going to take that week off of work and we're going to hang out in Boston for a week. So that way she gets a chance to see the other half of her uh, family. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you decide to do anything fun, uh, send us an email. Uh, it'll give us a really good, uh, you know, talking uh, ideas for our next show. So I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. The one bad thing that did happen today, and this is fascinating, is I'm at the zoo and I find out, okay, I'm getting a lot of text messages, upset of the year, upset of the year. The University of Illinois lost in the NCAA tournament. To be honest with you, I haven't been paying attention. I haven't had the time, but I didn't know that the game was going on because within our corporation, it is a big deal. So I know there's going to be a lot of sad uh, people, um, you know, uh, at work tomorrow, our virtual uh, work, but um, it's not surprising to me. Uh, Lola, which is who uh, they lost to, A, I actually had a chance uh, to uh, hear the coach speak in person. He's been a great coach at Lola for well, and I hope I'm pronouncing that school right, who knows, uh, well over five years. Um, this man is extremely accomplished, and his story is he started off at Illinois State. He wanted to coach at University of Illinois. They didn't want him. So he ended up at St. Louis uh, where he coached with a Hall of Famer. Uh, I want to say it's Jarvis. I I can't remember the name. And so he told us his whole story. And overall, just a great guy. Uh, I know there's a lot of headlines about, is it Mother Jean? Uh, how she prayed to hold Illinois under 30% shooting, uh, which actually did in fact happen so that did happen today university of illinois lost which is an enormous upset because it's a number one seed university of illinois versus the number eight seed so that is a catastrophic update so that did happen while i was at the zoo didn't ruin my day not invested but obviously good to know have a great one talk to you guys next week